for the love of ball. 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 For the love. For the love of fucking ball, man. For the love of ball. Where the fuck is for the love of ball? Welcome to the first episode of the For the Love of Ball podcast. I'm Jalen. I'm Dion. And we got a lot to talk about today, guys. Some NBA, some NFL. We're going to talk about Mike James, Steph Curry comments. We're going to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation. And we're going to also give some breakout players and rookies to watch. That and more coming up right now. So I want to start with a few NBA topics. The Mike James situation with Stephen Curry. Mike James called Stephen Curry one-dimensional and said that the way that he gets his buckets is why he can't put them in his top five. What do you think about that? Um, Mike James... What he said is just proof that NBA players can have terrible takes too, because saying Steph is one-dimensional also means you can't you can't put Giannis in your list because he gets his the majority of his buckets in the paint. Like it's just it's weird. He was like he said something like um, the way Steph gets off his buckets, he's not really very ball dominant, or he doesn't um, always. He's always running off screens, and it can be seen as one-dimensional. It's hella weird considering, one, the system the Warriors run. It doesn't call for a lot of step needing to tween-tween, like break the defense down. Like That's just their system. He's going to run off screens. Draymond Draymond might bring the ball up the floor. Like It's it's hella weird to just say he's one-dimensional. And should, even if he is, this shit's working. He's the greatest shooter of all time. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, he so gets to do three leeway. Honestly, he does get free leeway. And I think that there's a, a thing in Hooper culture where if you don't get your buckets the flashy way, even though Steph really does get his tween, tween, hezzy culture, tween, hezzy under the rim. Um, I, I, I think that a lot of times people mistake having a bag with being flashy. Like uh, the good example is LeBron James. A lot of people says LeBron doesn't have a deep bag. When in reality, if you watch just one series of LeBron James, you you could tell that his bag is one of the deepest in the NBA. Yeah, it's just it's, it makes no sense. And even then, this whole like having a like having a bag like it it doesn't lead to winning. Look at all the players that that these dudes name. You got Kyrie, Dame, Harden. Like not to say that they're bad players because they're mm-hmm. obviously great, but yeah. Sometimes or most of the time, especially in this NBA, it doesn't contribute to winning. Everyone is like, oh, Giannis doesn't have a bag. Then he won a ring. We ain't heard shit since then. Yep. So it's like Steph's they like, oh well, Steph's one dimensional. I mean, he won a ring, so who cares? With four, it's, so I mean Yeah, I mean the dude has four. It's just how yeah. weird. It's I just think considering that, uh, the system they run. Yeah. And then yeah. I just think Brooklyn Nets legend Mike James should uh, take take a backseat on this one. I don't know how many dimensions he thinks he has in this game, but I yeah, mean, I don't I don't know if he has more than Steph Curry, but I do know that he's ringless. So, I mean, hey man, yeah, definitely. All right, next topic is the the Jante Murray and Paulo uh, Boncaro beef. It's it's uh, I don't know nasty what the word is honestly. <laughs> nasty work. <laughs> it's such it's such a, like a, a childish beef. Like it came out of nowhere too. So uh, if you don't know. Paulo and DeJounte were going against each other in a uh, Drew League or Crew League game. And um, basically, Paulo, I think, knocked over DeJounte accidentally. Didn't think there was anything wrong with that. Um, and DeJounte had some words to say about Paulo. He was basically saying that he wasn't being humble and was being cocky and wasn't keeping it 100 about being the first pick in the draft. Um, but then you see DeJounte playing in Proyam games and hitting the ball, the ball of people's off heads, heads. Uh, rebounding the ball, and also hitting the ball of somebody's head. It's just, it's just, in my opinion, it's about practicing what you preach when it comes to DeJounte because DeJounte is a good player, and he does um, say that more NBA players need to come to Pro-Am and Drew League and stuff and play because people can't watch them live. But if you don't want to set the example as an NBA player when you're playing in those leagues. Yeah, it's uh, I, I agree with what he was saying. Like, more Hoover should come out and play over summer. Like, I really like what Bron, Bron and DeMar DeRozan did. DeMar DeRozan's been doing Drew League for as yeah, long as I can remember. As long as I can remember. Yeah, he, he was the first player I know to just go to the Drew League every summer. But the fact that Bron did it this summer, I think they were in, um, they're in Compton. It was just, it's cool for the culture, like, just to see the, like, the young kids get to see players that they're most likely will never be able to, to, uh, like go watch in person and it's it's cool to see but 
when DeJounte's out here just doing all like a little bit of the extra stuff, it's just like, all right, come on, dude. Like, yeah. And I, I like DeJounte. I like uh I like that he was an all-star this year and everything, but it's just it's getting it's getting a little bit extra. Like it's mm-hmm. bouncing the ball off dudes' heads and then in the same breath being like, Polo, you're not humble. This is it's weird. I know they're both from uh Seattle though, so I know they like kind of grew up together, like that's really how they became close or whatever, but mm-hmm. This whole this whole beef is weird. It seems more one-sided than anything. It seems more like DeJounte just is beefing with Paulo and Paulo is just kind of just like he's like, What do you what'd you say fuck me for? What is, yeah, literally, what do you say fuck me for? Like, yeah. why are you tweaking right now? Yeah. I don't get it, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And the last gonna be a topic I want to talk Pretty about useless was, beef. was the um was the Kevin Durant situation. Uh we actually have a special guest in the house, um, Declan is a Nets fan. So I just want to know what you feel about the Kevin Durant situation. He came out and said that um, it's either him or Sean Marks and Steve Nash. And Joe Psy basically went on Twitter and called him a bitch to his face. And there's no response from KD. But as a Nets fan, what do you feel you about... <laughs> what, what do you feel, Declan, about the KD situation? Mm-hmm. No truer words spoken. Spoken. All right. Cool. Right now. So, uh, <laughs> he's spitting. Spitting. But yeah. Um. Basically, uh, what I think about the KD situation. Actually, what do you think about the KD situation, Dion? Um. It's hella weird. KD and Kyrie have ran the show in Brooklyn since the second they got there. Um. With whether it was signing DeAndre Jordan to like ten million a year for like three years, and then. Getting there, the was it Kenny Atkinson fired? Yeah, Atkinson. Yeah, firing him and then bringing in Steve Nash and DeAndre Jordan getting minutes over Jared Allen for some odd reason. It, it, the whole thing was just weird. They ran the show since they got there, and then they haven't produced. You can't run the show and not produce. As the superstar, game. you're supposed to have input on your team because I mean you're the superstar. I get it, but at the same time. You got to produce, so it's just like it makes Hell sense yeah. to me. Yo, Declan. What's up? What are we talking about? I just have to leave. I understand. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So we just started talking about the um Kevin Durant situation. So um, as a Nets fan, from your perspective, what is your what is your reaction to um Joe Sy basically calling Katie a bitch on Twitter? I mean, he's holding his ground. Like, I don't know. I respect it. I respect the tweet, but. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Like, he's our best chance at winning a championship in the next 10 years. Yeah. So, and especially when his demand is just fire Steve Nash. Like, it, Steve Nash is not a good coach. He was never a good coach. But, I mean, I don't know. This is a bad situation, and there's, like, no real good outcome for the Nets. Yeah, yeah. Because either you keep all three and uh, KD plays, like, disgruntled, or you trade him. Or you trade KD, but then you're still stuck with um a package that's going to be underwhelming because no team is going to give up like all of their assets for KD. The most you're getting is probably a Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White package uh, and a lot of picks from them. But even then, you're left with Steve Nash as the head coach. Yeah, it's just a bad look. Like, yeah, I mean, no matter what, I think Steve Nash should be getting fired. Like, mm-hmm. he should be. He has not. He's not shown any type of improvement since his first year and there's a reason he's getting asked to get fired by top three player in the league so yep it's just bad he's bad and that's his nets are in a bad place right now that's why i'm not watching him yeah yeah it's, it's very hard to watch the nba team got in the nets yeah it's very hard to watch a team when uh, uh they're a star player a top three player who you um basically gutted your team i had the team with dean low Karras, jared allen on, on a really good contract, you had that team, but then uh, oh, KD and Kyrie came, team of all time. and you just and you just gutted it, and you gutted it for them. You gutted it for signing DeAndre Jordan. You gutted it for a one-year, thirty-something game rental of James Harden. And uh, got that one se- series of James Harden balling in the playoffs, and uh, you just you just you just see it, and you just it's like, damn, why? We went from not, I mean, a young team that like people were leaving with like D'Lo and everyone to like now it's just yeah it's a bad look, very bad look. D'Lo was perfect for this team and what we had. I mean, 
I respect the move to like get KD. I mean, at that point, you had to listen and get DeAndre Jordan, but that was terrible. Yeah, very, really bad move getting DeAndre Jordan. I think that was probably the the probably the worst move that they used in their uh, the whole tenure. Sean Marks tenure is getting De, uh, DeAndre Jordan and trying Absolutely. to force him to play, force him into the rotation and force him in the lineups where he definitely yeah. is a negative on the floor. Even yeah, like just even if you sign him, just playing him over Jared is crazy. Yeah, and then giving him a four-year contract is crazier because he was already That's thirty. Crazier. He was already thirty. <laughs> Literally. Oh, so you give him a thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old uh, declining player a four-year contract, um, over signing a twenty, a then twenty-three-year-old player who was had the potential to be one of the best shot blockers, rim protectors in the league. You, you was an all-star this year. Yeah, you trade him. He, like, trade him. He was an all-star. You just trade him away for basically nothing since Harden left. Harden's gone, so it's kind of like, what did you really get back in that package? Nothing. Exactly. It'll, we haven't seen Ben Simmons in a year. I'm pretty. I'm still very high on Ben Simmons. I'm high but... on Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons could be a really good player for the Nets. I just think that he, um, one, he has to play. Yeah, we just have to see him on the floor before we make any like kind of assessment on him. But yep, definitely, definitely. So that was all the NBA news I want to talk about. Um, in the NFL. I think that the most important thing happening in the NFL right now is the Deshaun Watson situation. If anybody's not updated on the Deshaun Watson situation, he was recommended a six-game suspension. Uh, the NFL came to the judge with five five of his um, 20-plus sexual assault cases, um, and the judge recommended a six-game suspension. The NFL will be appealing that, and are they, they are looking for an indefinite suspension, um, looking up to a year. So... Uh, I, I do think that eventually he's going to get suspended for a longer time than six games. But a lot of people have like a real misunderstanding of the situation. The situation isn't okay. The judge saw what he did and recommended six games because she thought that six games was enough. The situation is Deshaun is accused of non uh, nonviolent sexual crimes. So the judge has to use precedent on the situation, which is about six games um, to, to give the recommendation. She basically said in the in the um, statement that he was guilty of those crimes, of those five crimes that they came to her with, that he was guilty. Uh, he went to the um, the uh, massage therapist with sexual intent, everything like that. He's guilty of everything that they said he's guilty of, but she can't in good faith, based on the precedent, say that he should get more than, recommend more than six games. But the NFL is going to get him for more than six games. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, they're they're trying to get him for a year. I think yeah. everything I've been like hearing and reading, they're trying to get him for at least a year. But I think it's it's whole thing's kind of kind of weird how it's been not necessarily dragged on, but like we've been hearing about this for like like two years now. Mm -hmm. The yeah. men obviously did it. I said it like as the reports were coming out, like more and more women were saying like, oh. You too, like he caught y'all. Like it's just like twenty something women came out and said something about Deshaun Watson being being a, a weirdo. Yep. And then you go on like Twitter and see everyone like, oh no, nah, man, like Deshaun didn't do it. It's just it's hella weird the discourse around it. I think he's guilty. At bare minimum, he's just a very very odd human being. Yeah. Um, I think the NFL will take care of it though. Get him, yeah. get him out of here for at least a year. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, for sure. It's also the thing about the precedent, like they could be trying to make like make him an example, be like, yo, we not we're not fucking with that shit anymore. Yep. Like that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like make the make it a year minimum, even for one. Even for one, like so, yeah, this is the time for the NFL to kind of just be like, Hey, like we're we keep, we can't keep playing around with this anymore. Or like Yeah, exactly. We're backing people up. Yeah, they got they gotta back people up, especially um I, I do think he's guilty. Um, I do think that at minimum he he's guilty of something that they said. I don't know if he's guilty of all twenty five, but you get you lose the benefit of the doubt after like ten, right? You lose the benefit of the doubt at ten. It turns from innocent to proving guilty to you're you're guilty of something when it gets to fifteen. But when it gets to twenty five plus, what what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you like, think we're on, gonna bro. think like, about? It's, a, it's a pattern. All twenty five is lying. It can't be like all twenty five cannot be lying like. It, it's it's so weird. It's yep. he's weird. The, the whole situation is just goofy. 
Very strange person. Very strange person. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just wanted to, to touch on that situation because I know a lot of people have a, um, some misinformation about what is actually going on. They think that the six games is concrete or that um, she she tell, told the NFL to give him six games because of some yeah. – because uh, he doesn't think she's, he's guilty of some of it. But no, it's, it's definitely just precedent. Um, on to lighter topics uh, of, of actual players who should be playing in the NFL this season. Uh, we're going to do breakout candidates. We're going to do three breakout candidates and three rookies that we want to watch this year. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to let you go first, Dion. Um, Three breakout candidates this year. I'm going to start with uh, a very, very biased player here. Yep. Uh, I'm a Niner fan, so I'm going to say Brandon Ayuk first. Um. Brandon Ayuk is someone I've been pretty high on ever since his uh, rookie year watching him. It was 2020 when our whole team was on IR week in and week out. He was one of the only bright spots on our team. And then you go to last year, going into the season, it's like, okay, he's going to make a leap. For some odd reason, he's in the, the doghouse with Kyle Shanahan for the first half of the year. Yep. Then the second half, he really starts to break out and, and show what he can do. Then I look at training camp. It seems like Every every week or so, there's like a new clip of him mossing someone in our secondary. He tried to fight Fred Warner the other day, which I love personally. Yeah, me personally, uh, I wouldn't do that, but yeah, that's not good. No, idea. I wouldn't. No, it's very dumb. Fred Warner is – it's a dumb decision, but he, he got that dog in him. He got that you know dog in him. He's, He's here. Getting He's getting on. So it's, it's great that. to see. I think uh, the connection between him and Trey Lance this year will be uh, a very great thing to watch. I like him as a route runner. I think he's improved from his rookie season as a, as a route runner and a pass catcher. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk's my number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I put Paris Campbell. <clears throat> he's been uh, – I think he's going into his fourth year. He's been very injury riddled for all of his career. I don't I don't think he's played more than eight games. But the potential's there, and I think with the Colts um, – they got a new quarterback that have Matt Ryan in there now. So it's going to be Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman. And <clears throat> I think Paris Campbell can make a leap with them playing him in the slot, kind of running a lot of routes throughout the middle. I think that's where Matt Ryan, like, he likes to put the football in the middle too, like in the play action and all that. I think Paris Campbell can, yeah. can thrive in that kind of system. They got so, yeah, I mean, Hines running slot in camp, though. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's, been, that's where they've been having him play. crazy. Yeah, yeah, because John Taylor's a three-down. Yeah, Colts are going to be good as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, everything I've Matt been Ryan's playing or seeing, like, in training camp, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Matt Ryan is good enough like, uh, What's called? Yeah. I, I think Matt Ryan can definitely – he's going to break out Pittman, too. We saw a little bit of flashes from Pittman last year, too, but I think Paris Campbell can definitely, like, thrive off Matt Ryan being his quarterback. And I can see them already building that connection. And then my last player, another Colts player, I put uh, Quiddy Pay. He was, uh, he's, I think he's going to his second year, right? Uh, yeah, second, second year. Second year yeah, yeah, second year player. I think with the addition of the Colts guy, um, Yannick and Gakwe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Yannick on the line too. So I think that's going to just free up space for, uh, for Quiddy. Defoe, obviously. I, I miss you, Defoe. Come back home, please. Um, but yeah, anyways, I think Quinty Pay is definitely gonna gonna thrive on that on that front seven. He's um kind of a speed rusher. I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to thrive in that system with Yannick and Defoe. He's gonna see a lot of like single single coverage. So he's gonna be able to eat. I think Quinty Pay is definitely gonna he's gonna thrive this year. Yep. Uh, Declan, did you have any any players in specific, uh, particular that you do you like to see break out this year, or you think they can break out this I year? I was I was gonna talk about Brandon Ayuk because I he's he's got that dog like got that dog by the, by the definition he's got that shit and I'm excited for him. I agree with you, Dion. He's nice as fuck. I'm excited for that. And then you know I was gonna say I was gonna say Davis Mills. Honestly, mm. it's a hot ass cake, mm. but. Lovey Smith, he's got a little, little uh, what's it called? Oh, experience. He got experience. I feel like he can coach him up. You know, he was he showed flashes last year, especially with Brandon Cooks, sure. with a good veteran receiver. Just was pretty sure-handed. Like he'll always be there with him. Like 
I like Davis Mills this year. I like the Texans for like the next coming years, especially if they keep getting these high draft picks. They stock up on defense even maybe. I think they're they can they're looking good for the future. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I do. I do like the Texans. The the uh the the plight that they're going on, especially the secondary. Um, they just drafted Stingley. Uh, they already had some pieces in that secondary that that could boom. Uh, I I do think that the Texans are going to be a good team in a few years. A few years. I like how they're recovering from like the whole JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson, uh, D Hop situation. Like all the superstars leaving there, they're finally like, all right, we suck, we're terrible, but let's let's build off this. Let's try to like make something happen. And they're already going in the right direction. Yep. And did you have a, a third deck one? Uh, nah, you can go. Okay, cool. So, um, talking about this player, uh, I have his jersey on right now. Actually, um, if you can see that, uh, I have I, to. I feel like it's necessary to put this on. No way. Yeah, I was, no was going to talk about him, but I was like, nah, Jim, let's got him. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> He's putting on his shiesty like mid pod, bro. Like, come on, bro. So can we be serious? Kadarius Tony. Everybody on the Giants offense has to beat the Jason Garrett, Joe Judge allegations. The player I will most want to see beat them, other than maybe Daniel Jones, is Kadarius Tony. Last year, Kadarius Tony had showed, showed that he has that dog in him. He has more than a dog in him. The Cowboys game when he had 189 yards, dog in him. The Saints game. No, play with that, was, that was the greatest. That, that was, the greatest, the greatest game I've game ever seen from Giants receiver since Odell uh, week 16, 2016 against the Ravens. Against the Ravens. Against, against the Ravens. The- That's the most dominant I've ever seen the Giants receiver. Kadarius Tony was doing that on a hurt foot. He has that dog in him. He's him. He all four corner, by the way. He, and, bro, Trayvon, he had Trayvon Diggs <laughs> looking at the sideline when he was in doing Tork an in City. He was. He had Trayvon Diggs in Twerk City. He was in Twerk City. He had an all population him on a hurt hamstring in Twerk City. He's like, I, I just don't understand. I don't know how I can voice the amount of dog he has in him. He has the opportunity to be a Debo Samuel type player. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball at the backfield, and he can catch. And he's got skills. He's one of the, the best players in NBA, I mean, NFL, at making people miss. NBA. My bad. My bad. I'm getting low. I'm getting low. excited talking Shite, about this. Shite, he's messing with his brain. I'm so excited <laughs> to see him out the backfield this year. I need Brian Dable's offense. We saw the Brian Dable. He's yeah. in Brian Dable's offense. He's in, a, he's in an offense that that's, thrives off creativity, thrives off getting their best players the ball, right? So what I think – is KT is going to go off this year. Injuries aside, if he has injuries, it's, you know, it's fine. But when he's on that field, he's going to show he belongs on that field. He's going to show he's one of the best players on that field. He's going to beat the Jason Garrett allegation, right? So for my second player, I have JC Horn. JC Horn, in the games he played last year, the um, three or four weeks that he played, dog, he allowed one catch, in 94 snaps, he allowed one catch for eight yards in 94 snaps. Dog. He had to be on the field a lot because the, the Panthers office wasn't talking about none. Dog. He is one of the best corners from his draft. And I think that he has the potential to be the best corner from his draft. Coming out of uh, college, coming out of South Carolina, everybody thought that he was the one. Him and Trayvon were the one. Trayvon Henderson hasn't been that good, but J.C. Horn dog when he's on the field he's him so i think that we're going to see him next to um uh, i forgot the other cornerback on the panthers name but the corners uh the defense in general for the panthers should be really good next year they already have the the linemen the linebackers and the secondary players to make a splash it's just about if the offense can do anything i think they can could be in the division um jc horn that's my second player my third player rashad bateman with the um with Marquise Brown going to Arizona, the only person that he's going to be competing with targets with is Mark Andrews and maybe J.K. Dobbins. So I think that Rashad Bateman is in the perfect position to take the, uh, the spot as wide receiver one for Lamar Jackson. He doesn't really have any comp because the Ravens are allergic to getting receivers for whatever reason. They really do hate Lamar trying to take his value so they don't have to sign up for 40 mil. Um, but I do think Rashad Bateman has the it factor. He showed some of it last year. I think he had one or two touchdowns, but uh, he wasn't playing when Lamar was playing. He he was the uh, the Tyler Huntley's number one receiver other than Mark Andrews, obviously. But I do think that when he's on the field, dog. 
He's definitely going to um, produce. Yeah, he's going to produce, definitely. So um, we can, if anybody has anything to say about those three players or if you want to chip in on Tony, Declan, what you think uh, you got to see Tony this year or we can go to, to the rookies, just let me know. Yeah, I mean, everything you Oh, your Wi-Fi is cooked, buddy. Your Wi-Fi is cooked. Okay. Your Wi-Fi is cooked bad. Hold yeah, on. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have an amazing. I. Uh... Okay, there you go. There you go. You're good. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. All right, but yeah. Just to hit on everything you said, I think KT is gonna be a dog this year. He's definitely gonna be heem. The man's plays with no ACLs. The way the way he can make cuts, I, you can't tell me that that man has two working ACLs. They're not in his knees. They don't exist. Mads is a dog. He's going to be heem. Heem talk for real. Heem talk for real. For real, for real. Yeah. All right, cool. So we can move on to the rookies. Uh, th- we got three rookies that we would really like to see this year or interested to see this year. Uh, go ahead, Dion. Which are three? Um, My three rookies, once again, bias as hell. I mm-hmm. am picking Heem Jackson. Heem Jackson, he's he's going to be on the line this year with Nick Bosa. Who, For anybody who doesn't know, he means Drake Jackson. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I should say his government name, Drake Heem Jackson. Okay. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a demon this year. We finally got some a little bit more talent around Bosa and Eric Armstead on the line this year. I think the fact that he's going to be playing alongside those two for his rookie year is going to help him a lot. Get that experience. Um, our DC, D'Amico Ryan's best DC in the league, argue with your mother. He he's gonna put he's gonna put them boys in a great position. Stop making that face. I said what I said. I say none. I said what I said. I think he's gonna have them boys in a great position this year with um Bosa, Eric Armstead, Ken Law, Drake Heem Jackson. I think I, I think I, I'm I'm really gonna like what I see out of him this year. Um another rookie. I put Christian Watson out of uh, North Dakota State. <clears throat> Packers. He played with uh, he played with my boy Trey Lance, my QB one, my my dog. He played with him in college. He's a he don't know you, bro. No, but he's on the Packers this year, and with the Packers obviously losing Devontae Adams, that whole receiver room is just due for somebody has to break out, other than Alan Lazard, who's been there. I, uh, I'm really interested to see what Christian Watson does with um, A-Rod down in Green Bay. I think that wide receiver two position should be open for anyone to take, and I just want, I'm just i curious to see how he's going to uh, play in that system. Yep. And then my last one, I put Mr. Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson from the Jets. I think him and Zach Wilson, uh, from what I've been – Seeing and reading at training camp, the boys are building a, a true connection down there. I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna go out there and be WR one. To be honest, in, in my opinion, I think him and Eli Moore playing alongside each other is gonna be a, a sight to see. I think he's gonna go in and make an instant impact. To be honest, I'm I'm pretty high on him. I think he's gonna like be like offensive rookie of the year type type beat. Like he's 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 definitely gonna be someone I have my eyes on. Yeah, I really do. I as a Ohio State fan, I do agree with Garrett Wilson. I I do think that he's gonna ball out with Zach. I don't know about wide receiver one because I think Elijah Moore, uh, he was one of my one of my uh, considerations for breakout candidate because he, I think he's gonna take that next step this year. But Garrett Wilson is him. Don't don't get me twisted. Garrett Wilson is him and definitely could be to that wide receiver one spot. Um, so for my rookies, for one, I I said I'm a Ohio State fan. Uh, Chris Olave down in New Orleans. I think that. Um, playing alongside MT and Jarvis Landry is going to give him a lot of good looks, a lot of good uh, mismatches with uh, CB2, CB3s. Maybe he come out the slot. I he do think that he was he was overshadowed at Ohio State by um, J- uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma and also obviously Garrett Wilson, who are both uh, number one prospect uh, receiving prospects in their respective classes. And I do think that he, when uh, given an opportunity, He's one of the best route running receivers in the draft. He has quick speed. His acceleration is really good. He's just a little bit, a little bit undersized, but that's not a problem. That's not a problem. Never been a problem in his career. Uh, he's a dog. 
He is a dog, and I, I'm excited to see what Jameis, who is a great deep ball quarterback, is going to do with Chris Olave. I think that he could win Offensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to do um, award predictions next week, but I think he could win Offensive Rookie of the Year with uh, James Winston. And my second, um, my second, my second uh, rookie is kind of biased, not kind of biased, really biased. It's the other kid on the Giants. It's Kayvon Thibodeau uh, coming out of Oregon. Uh, the reports out of training camp says that he's unblockable. I watched Fan Fest. He looked unblockable. And you can't just be like, okay, it's the Giants offensive line. Because he's going against Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas, who are both studs or supposed to be studs this year. Um, and he's just been unblockable. He's always in the backfield. In Wink Martindale's defense, he's always in the backfield. He's gonna be there's gonna be blitzes off the edge, everything like that. He could be standing up uh, outside linebacker, or he could just be standing up at defensive end. Either way you want to put it, he's got that dog in him. Be real, like be real. Anybody who watched it, be anybody real. who watched him at Oregon, anybody who watched him in high school, everybody knew that he was gonna be a, a top pick coming out of the draft. He's he's just he's just him. I don't gotta really say yeah. much about Kayvon. He he got the dog in him. And for my third, um, <laughs> we're talking about having a dog in him. For my third rookie, I'm gonna go in for a young boy. I feel like is... I feel like I gotta put this shit back on. Yeah, about. you gotta throw it back on. I gotta throw this shit back. On. <laughs> no. Wait, quick second. He's an actual demon. You, now you got a pose like him when he got drafted. The pose of him watching himself get drafted <laughs> when he was standing at his TV, just staring and nodding. Mm, that's that dog. That's that dog. That's that dog festering in him. George Pickens. I know that the, the Menace. in um the Pittsburgh is kind of crowded. He has Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. I don't care. George Pickens could be the Steelers receiver one right now, right today, today right now. George Pickens was a dog in college before he saw his ACL. He was projected to be one of the top receiving prospects in this draft. He fell. He has character concerns. I don't care about those character concerns. Everything he did nah, in college that y'all can see character concerns was just him being the dog. When he poured water on that player, yeah, no, he, 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 when he is beat just him. When he beat a tech player, it was him being a dog. I like that. I like Struggle. that. <laughs> That's the kind of thing he carried on my team. Fifteen yards into the he took his, he took his ass from the end zone <laughs> to the wall and beat a judge. Twenty yards. In the by national his, championship, by no, his no, helmet, no, no. Bro. in a playoff game, when he when he lined up, against, I think it was Dax Hill. It might have been. Dax oh Hill. yeah, it was Dax Hill. He he looked to the Michigan sideline. Said, "Shut the fuck he up." Said, he said <laughs> he came up the line, flinched at his ass, took his ass to the ground. Shh, that's being a dog. Out of training camp, when he, he looked to the, camp. He, they usually they usually point they usually like point to the ref or whatever. He point to nah, the ref. He, he didn't point. He said, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> he said, "Boom." He said, "Shut up again." <laughs> looked at the coaches. Looked at the sideline. I said, "Be quiet." And he said, "Shut up." He told him not to shut up. I wouldn't go. He said, "I I'm told y'all here. stop speaking." I'm next hill. I'm leaving in the middle of the game, going to my car and getting the strap. That nigga's That's not crazy. walking out of the stadium. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, George Pickens. Ever since college, ever since college, we're talking about we're talking about rookies that we were excited to see, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my rookie, my third rookie, last rookie is George Pickens, which is why I have the ski mask back on. So yeah, no, I've been listening. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So George Pickens, um, the other day in training camp, um, I I, I think he dropped a, a ball in a drill. And Minka Fitzpatrick and the DB group for the Steelers, they were kind of taunting him, kind of telling him to pick it up. So he went on to catch the next four balls, all contested. For the rest of practice or for the rest of that drill, he stared down the DB group and said, don't. He, he told them to shut the fuck up. He told them, don't say anything else. He said, don't Didn't say anything else. he laugh at them? He, he, he stared at him. He stared him down. He stared. There's a picture of George Pickens. There's a picture of him just looking. Just looking at him with his hands on his hips. He basically he, and he said out loud, "Don't say anything." He told him to <laughs> shut the fuck up. Four grown ass men. As a rookie, bro, he's doing as a, this as a rookie. You just got. He just, just got like, there like what, like a few like, months ago. Bro, you just got in the building. You're already telling the the best player on the team to shut the fuck up. You are telling the top five safeties to shut the hell up? Shut, just shut up. You told him, you said shh. What that means? That's crazy to me. So I love seeing shit like that. It's just like George Pickens, if he can stay on the field, and I don't even mean injuries. I mean just not get ejected each game. Yeah, just (laughs) just stay on the field. He's him. 
That's 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 the guy. That's one you of my guys. Oh, over over under five fights this year for George Pickens. <laughs> over under. If five I was a fights. betting man, if that was ever a bet, I would turn into Michael Jordan. The way I'm putting the over, I'm putting my life savings, my college tuition on the over. I promise you, he's not getting into less than three fights this year. And nah, I need that negative. That's insane. Yeah, but that's my three rookies. Declan, do you have any rookies that you're excited to see? Nice. Great insight. I love it. Great insight. Great insight. Well, Declan's a Giants fan too, so I'm, I, I'm sure he's excited to see. Um, Give me like five minutes. <laughs> understandable, understandable. I'm sure he's excited to see Kadarius. So we'll um my bad, my bad. Cave on. I'm, I'm mixing up the KTs. Uh so um we'll come back to that topic whenever Declan's ready. But we are also going to do um a quick st- uh standing prediction for who, who uh we think is gonna finish first in the division. Um so De- Dion, if you want to go first, we can start with whatever division you want. Uh we should start in the are we gonna start in the MC or AMC? Uh, we're going to start in the NFC. The NFC. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. So we're going to start in the NFC and we're going to start. Do you want to start North, East, South? Uh, I'm back. Okay. Cool. 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 Declan, uh, real quick. Is there any uh, rookies that you would like to see that you're excited to see? Traylon Burks, bro. Man. I swear to God, he's what? He could be wide receiver one by week four. Oh, yeah, Easily. definitely. Because no uh, competition. Robert Woods is hurt. All he's got, Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. He's coming off the ECL out there. Mm-hmm. Ryan Hill is still a, like a decent QB. Like, he can throw the ball. Yeah. He was just throwing to A.J. Brown and Julio. But Julio's washed, but we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Traylon Burks is for sure one of my rookies that I'm hyped to see. You know, I was going to say George Pickens, but you took that from me. My bad. I had to. <laughs> Pretty it's cool. high, but yeah, you know, for all the like shit that went on because Trayvon went number one, I am still so excited to watch him play football. Yeah, especially with the amount of snaps he's gonna be getting mm-hmm. across from Josh Allen at the edge. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of the best D linemen in three years. I'll give it. Yeah, because he still needs he still needs to develop for sure. But he's already the most like the, one of the most athletic edges on, in the league. Like, it's just absurd how much of an athlete he is. And his run his run stopping skills, even though he was on the best D line in the country by far last year, he's still gonna be doing his thing. I agree. I agree. And I think for Trayvon, sure. for being a number one pick, I have not heard shit about him other than the sack. Yeah, honestly. That in um in, in preseason, exactly. I really have like Hall of Fame game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like he's one of the least talked about um first picks in the draft that I've I've seen in a few years. But I yeah, do think I mean, he, in he, his he, defense, there's so much talent in this draft. But mm-hmm. at the Especially same at time, edge, there's more marketable yeah. players like Aiden. Aiden, Kayvon, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard, especially because people thought he was a reach too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's going. He might shock a lot of people this year, including myself, because uh, yeah. I said the Jags reach too. Oh, so man. yeah, hopefully he proves me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I also think the Jags reach. Like he sh- he should not have been the number one pick. I don't think he could have been either. It just came out of nowhere too. Yeah, yeah, like three weeks yeah, before like, the draft, it, the, the hype just popped up. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it was like. He's number one. I was like, "Where did? Where, how do we get here? This win? When are you supposed to be top what, ten? This is the Jaguars, like, bro. I swear to God, the Jaguars are the only only team that I own. Fucking hate the Jags for resetting the receiver market. That's a whole oh, yeah. other conversation. Yeah, that Christian Kirk stuff was crazy, but that's a whole other like nasty walk. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, standard predictions. Standard predictions. Um, we'll, we'll start in the east. We'll start in the east. We'll go east, west, south, north. Uh, all right. So east, uh, who do you guys think is going to finish first, second, third, and fourth? Um, I got Eagles going number one. Um, not that high on the Cowboys. Um, I just need no. Um, I got Eagles one, Cowboys two, uh, Washington three, Giants four. Okay, I see. All right, I, three and three and four is interchangeable for me, me. Personally, I have Cowboys one, Eagles two, Giants three, uh, football team four, or Commanders four. Commanders. Commanders, yeah, the Commanders. commanders. I have the Commanders four. Um, I got the Eagles one. 
Uh, yeah, the Eagles won. Still talking? No, no, no. I wasn't still talking. I was, I was going to ask. I was going to ask what you think. Yeah, no. I got, I got the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Because, I mean, if Jalen Hurts isn't a bum, he, the Eagles are going to be good. That's all yeah, he needs like, to do. It's just not suck. Yeah, don't be bad. You got the weapons now. He's got AJ the Brown, still good. Devontae Smith, like great good head coach. Good head coach. Yeah, yeah. great O line, like. Mm-hmm. Right on he line, so, good he has the backs. best situation in the league. Like, one, yeah, definitely up, up there. One of them, one of the best situations in the league. For sure. Uh, okay, so we can go. Yeah. We can go NFC West now. Dion. NFC West. Yeah. NFC West. Yeah. Actually, let's let, let, let Dion go uh, last. Uh, Declan, who do you think? Who do you got? Uh, I think. Wait, the Rams are in that shit, right? Yeah, Rams yeah. cards. Rams cards. Rams cards. Niners. Seahawks. Shit, all right. Seahawks are definitely last. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal. I don't know. Yeah, this is a toughest division because yeah, this is a tough division to rank. Top three is interchangeable. I think Cardinals are definitely two or three, and Rams are and 49ers are the ones fighting for the the division to win. But I think I think the 49ers might pull it out, especially if Trey Lance develops well throughout the season. Like, I think I think they could definitely pull it out. So what's your, sure. what's your what's your what's your ranking? We need to hear uh, it now. I, so think, I, go, I go I go 49ers mm-hmm. first, Rams second, uh-huh. Cardinals third, Seahawks last. Yes, last. That's that's my ranking too. I said I said Niners, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. But it all depends on Trey Lance. If Trey Lance takes that takes that step, then I think that the uh, Niners are going to win the division. If he's still like a, like if he plays like a second year quarterback, I think that the Rams are going to win the division because the Rams offense is high powered and they just got cam Akers full healthy back so yeah super bowl champs um i think everyone knows where i'm going with this niners are number fucking one because we're we're him okay we're, we're, I'm, I'm i'm fucking i'm excited for this season i think trey lance is gonna take a big leap uh sitting i think him sitting behind jimmy g this year was really good for him and for us to go to the nfc chip i think it's good for him to see like what it takes to like win important games and big games and stuff like that. I really like what he can bring with his uh, running ability. I think he has to work on being more calm because even in the two games he played last year, the Cardinals and the Texans, he looked almost jittery in the pocket. This kind of just like yeah, not going on, through his go. progressions that much. All right, Declan. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was. Nice to see him in those two games. I think he's going to break out, have an amazing year this year. Our defense is fucking stacked. Our secondary room, Josh Norman's not on my team anymore. Thank the Lord. I don't have to see Josh Norman play snaps for the Niners this year. Uh, We got Traverius Ward, Manuel Mosley back there. I think the main thing is going to be great. He's been holding it down. Yeah, the main thing with the secondary always was health. If they can stay healthy. Our corners are fucking terrible, bro. I had to watch. 20-something games of, of fucking Josh Norman just cutting his ass beat on every round. Getting cooked. I forgot which game it was. Was it the um was it the 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 uh the Rams game when uh I think I forgot who was teeing off on him, but somebody was like beating him bad and he was getting mad. I forgot who um who's which game it was, but some game Josh Norman got put in the blender. Like bad Vikings game actually. It was. It might have been the Vikings he, game. He's, yeah, because then he started that that bullshit ass fight. Yeah, yeah, it was the yeah. Vikings game. Jay Jettas was fucking Jay cooking was him. Cooking. Jettas was, was cooking oh, him. Cooking him. And and Josh was talking. I think Josh got like one stop, but at that point, I think I think Jettas had like five catches on him. So Jettas was just like, hey, like I'm I'm cooking your shit right now. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I think so. the Niners were gonna be fucking great this year. Uh, big oh, expectations. Go. You muted yourself. My my uh, dog is barking in the back. I'm waiting for him to calm down. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I I, I so you, go ahead, go ahead. You said Niners first. Oh, finals final rankings: Niners, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. Cardinals is missing D Hop for half the year. Hollywood just got arrested for speeding or. DUI. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's going to play this year, though, but still not too high on the Cardinals. They're going to be mid and fuck the Rams. Not giving them fuck niggas credit. Fuck y'all. With that being said, 
Fuck the, that, that. Fuck the Rams. <laughs> I don't care about that ring. But no, in all seriousness, the Rams are, uh, I guess, half decent ass football team. I guess they're solid. They aight. But uh, yeah, Niners, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. We're winning the division. We're winning the NFC. That's all I'm going to say. All right, that's understandable. All right, so now we can go to the North. Um, I, th- I I have personally the Packers, Vikings, uh, Lions, Bears. I think the Lions will be better than the Bears this year. The Bears are a mess. Uh, I love Justin Fields, but they are surrounding that man with nothing. No, it's it's – it's the worst like rookie situation I've seen in a, in a little minute. The, yeah, just yeah. Out, of, out of anybody, out of anybody, no, like, any of the rookie quarterbacks, something. Like, quarterbacks is bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Like it, I feel bad for him. I'm I was a big fan of Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I just, I wanted us to draft him, but yeah, just seeing the situation he's in, I I just feel for dude. They went um, trade area. Yeah, I have the same predictions. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. I think the Lions, to the casual fan, it might not seem that good, but I really like the moves they made. They're, like, rounding out their team. Um, I really like what's going on down there in Detroit. I think they finally have, like, the head coach, and they're, like, building a culture around there. Like, they got they got some they got some dudes out there. They got some goons for sure. Um, yeah. I'm excited to actually watch the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. Well, until like week four when they we realized that they're still bad. But yeah, they have some young players I really want to see. I like Jeff Okuda. Obviously, I'm a Ohio State fan, but I, I want Jeff Okuda's uh, bounce back. I need that bounce back season. Free oh, free Jeff. Sure. Last time I seen Jeff Okuda on the field, Debo was uh shut up putting that shut nigga up. in a blender. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> putting that nigga in a fucking blender. Had a moss team put him on the sideline. But no, for real, I think Jeff Okuda is gonna actually take a leap, gonna actually start playing like the prospect he was supposed to be playing at like when he got drafted, number two, I think. So yep, number two. Yeah. Number two. Uh uh, we can go to the south now, the last in the NFC. Um, I have personally I have Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, or Panthers, Falcons. Yeah, Saints, Bucks. Saints, Bucks. I think the Saints this is the year, this year they take that next step. I think they were supposed to take that step last year. If James didn't get hurt, I think they they win eleven. James games. was playing. I yeah, think they James win 11 games, but they went nine and eight last year. I do think that they got significantly better. They added back a top when when healthy top five receiver in the league. Uh, they got some really good pieces on offense. They had James Wilson uh, throwing to Marcus Marquise Colston last year as number one receiver. Nasty work, nasty nasty work. And now they have all their weapons back. They have Chris Olave. They have Jarvis Landry. They obviously have Alvin Kamara. And it's just um, I have to see how their new coach does. Dennis Allen. I know he's a Sean Payton prodigy. But I have to see how he does as a coach. But I really am high on them. I think they win eleven or more games this year. And then I have Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks are the Bucks. Um, I have. Uh, I I think I'll put the Panthers over the Falcons. Obviously, uh, just because the defense, the Falcons have probably the worst roster I've ever seen on paper. You know, it's ro- abysmal. It's like, bad. Actually, and like it's it's actually it's kind of funny how bad it is. But yeah, yeah no, it's it, laughable that they're in the NFL team. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not a pro sports. <laughs> But then, yeah, and the last, I have the Falcons. Um, for me, the same rankings, just flip the first two. I got um, Bucks, Saints. It's just, it's so hard for me to, like, just put anybody over Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, mm-hmm. I just, and then their, their defense, that front seven is still elite. Vita Vez is still on the squad. I just, their secondary is definitely still a little bit questionable, but. Yeah. Yeah, they, they Tom Brady has the weapons. They got Julio, Russell Gage. Mm-hmm. Julio's washed, but yeah, Russell, Russell Gage, Gage is, is still there. Really good. He's really good. Russell Gage is still really good. Mike Evans, obviously. Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette took over as RB1. Yep. Their, their team's just still really good. It's hard for me to kind of give the Saints that edge, but I would not be surprised at all if the Saints win that division. <clears throat> the Saints, I mean, last year we saw when they had a healthy team, I think, where they like, Four and one or something like that. Like, yep. Four, they started out four. And they're one. a really good team when James. Then they lost. Yeah. The then they had uh, Taysom Hill throwing, throwing to. I mean, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I forgot who Taysom Hill was. was actually, getting quarterback snaps for them, which yep. is not a situation you want at all for a team trying to make the playoffs. But yeah, the Saints should bounce back for sure this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they win that division. The Panthers. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to have this uh, 
bounce back year that some yeah. people are predicting. He's not good. I don't think he, this is the worst line he's ever seen. Um, he's just not in the most ideal. Like with the Browns, it was a perfect situation. With the Panthers, he's going to have to do more. more they don't run that much play action, which is where Baker thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't – CMC hasn't shown me that he can stay healthy for more than six games. Yeah. It's it, – they don't have a WR2 that I really like. Respect it's, Robbie Anderson, yeah, please. Panthers, it's – I mean, yeah, he's cool. I mean, that, yeah, that he's cool. Last year, but. Yeah, he had, he had a lot of drops last year. <laughs> uh, I, I do think that the Panthers' weapons are pretty good. I just don't think that uh, Baker is good. I think that um, Terrence Marshall could take no. that next step. If, if, you know, if Terrence Marshall takes that next step, then he has Robbie Terrence, him, then, I mean, uh, my bad, DJ, obviously. But then even at tight end, he has uh, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, stuff like that. Uh, but I think it's it's not an ideal situation because of the offensive line, but I do think that uh, he he could have a chance. But I just don't think he's that good, honestly. I don't think he's a ceiling raiser like people think he is. Take. He's just He just plays in the offense. Yeah, he's he's good in a perfect situation. But when yep. you're asking Baker to do more, like when you're, it's, yeah, no. When you ask Baker to like be a quarterback and sometimes, you know, bail you out of certain situations, like it's just not where he thrives. He just has to be in a certain situation. All right. And then the Falcons are the Falcons. They Falcons are the Falcons. Falcons. That's definitely the roster's it. terrible. And uh, yeah, no need to even waste my breath. Yep. Yep. All right. So AFC. <clears throat> I'm going to go easiest to hardest. I'm going to go easiest division to rank to hardest division to rank. Easiest AFC South. What you got? That's, um, the, that's the Titans, Jags, Colts, Texans. Titans, Colts, yep. Colts, Titans, uh, Jags, Colts, I guess. I mean, it's... Uh, Jags, Texans, you mean? I mean, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. I think the Colts are going to be really good. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot for sure. The AFC is going to be very interesting in terms of who gets that six and seven seed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. That, it's gonna, there's like four teams who are gonna be left out, and it's gonna be like, damn, how'd that roster be left out? Yeah. Um, I have yeah, the, the Colts, they got Matt Ryan, I bet a yeah. quarterback. I like yeah, I'm see. Matt Ryan is pretty good. Uh, I have the Titans, Tex, I mean, my bad, Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Uh, the Titans last year they won 11 games, they were missing Derrick Henry for about seven of those. Uh, they were missing um, A.J. Brown for about four of those. They were missing uh, Julio for about damn near, I think, almost 11 of those. A lot so, of them. <laughs> um, damn near all of them. So, But they they make some mad nothing every year, and I think they made improvements getting training on and getting uh, wood. Um, I, I don't think that the drop-off is going to be that crazy because due to Derrick Henry tax, Derrick Henry just, just does whatever he does every year. And I think uh, Mike Venable is, is – I think he's do I want to say the best. He's he's a top three coach in the league. I think him, he's it's between him, Easy. Sean Payton, and obviously Bill Belichick. Or if you want to put uh Packers head coach, I forgot his name, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh the Packers head coach. The Packers head coach. The you Packers know head coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they round up. Sean Payton's retired, by the way. Yeah. Who did? Sean Payton, yeah, yeah. Sean so Payton. Sean Payton. He's retired. Sean Payton retired, so he, he'd be in the top five, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, I, do, I think the coaching just sure. is superior. The Colts are pretty good. The Colts are going to be good. I don't think – I definitely don't think they're going to be a team that's a slouch. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the Jags and the Texans are two, two uh, spay kids fighting, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next, next division. AFC. I mean, it's just homeless people calling each other homeless. Yeah, definitely homeless people fighting. Uh, the AFC East next division, the second easiest to rank. That's the uh, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, Jets. Uh, I have, um, I personally have the Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, or Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Yeah, um, mine is the same. Mm-hmm. What's understood don't got to be explained, to be honest. I mean, Honestly, the Bills clear. We're gonna spend, we're gonna spend a, a lot of time explaining these next two, but yeah, these next two are gonna be crazy. Gonna be Bills crazy. clear. Dolphins made a lot of improvements. Yep. Patriots, uh, I mean, Belichick's over there. You can't really. And then the Jets, okay. Yeah, the Jets. That's all uh, I'm going to say. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Okay. Yeah, uh, for the third easiest to rank, or this is getting the hard territory, we go to the AFC North. That's the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. Browns, what do you Steelers. What do you um, this, I don't know. 
The yeah. Ravens are – I mean, it's hard for me to count out Lamar. I, I'm pretty high on him coming back. <clears throat> Bengals just went to the Super Bowl, obviously. But I'm going to say Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, because okay. I'm going to go on the assumption that Deshaun doesn't play this year at all. Okay. And they're rolling out with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good assumption, honestly. And I, I also will go Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I mean Bengals, Browns. Ooh. I think that Steelers defense was carrying them last year. I think they made improvements in terms of I don't know how big the gap is between uh, where Mitch Trubisky is right now to where Ben was last year, but Ben was probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, ben was abysmal, so Mitch so, just has to not be that. Yeah, this is definitely Mitch's best situation football-wise that he's been in, and I think that he can. He has the ability to be um, a good, decent starting quarterback, and that's really all they need. Uh, Najee's got to take that next step. I think the offensive line has improved from last year's. They were around the NFL's worst last year. Uh, when it came to pass blocking and run blocking. But I think Niger's going to take that next step, and their defense is dominant as always. So I do think mm-hmm. that they're going to finish above the Bengals. It will not be as many games. It might be two or three games. But I do expect the D- Bengals. Yeah, it's um, going to be very close. I do expect the Bengals to take a step back in terms of regression. <clears throat> um, but I, I think everybody in that division is going to win at least. I'm going to say eight games because I'm running on the assumption that uh, Deshaun is gone, but I think those top three teams are going to win at least ten games each, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very these uh, last two divisions are the most comp in football. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this 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 next division, whew, um, the AFC West: the Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. How do we rank these? This is fucking insane. All these teams can make the playoffs. Actually, all right, I'm going to go Chargers, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Okay. Why, why do you say yeah. that? I think uh, I'm putting the Chargers over the Chiefs because, one, fuck Patrick Mahomes. He took a ring from me. Real? I, I, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but fuck him. <clears throat> nah, but for real um, – I really, I really, really like what the Chargers did this offseason, especially for their defense, adding J.C. Jackson, um, the DT's name, Sebastian Day. I think I'm, I'm blanking on his name. They added a D-tackle, Sebastian Day. I think that's his name. Yeah, Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, they added him on the line. They added Khalil Mack, obviously, so that front seven is actually looking, like, competent outside of Joey Bosa. They have um, Bosa, Day, Khalil Mack, um, and I'm blanking on the other's name. You, I think, I think you understand. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Kenneth Kenneth Walker is gonna make a jump. I know he's dealing with an injury right now. I'm pretty sure he'll be back before week one, though. I'm really high on that Chargers team. I mean, and then they have Jay Herbo at quarterback. I mean, he just he's him for real. So. Yeah, for that, I got to give them the edge over the Chiefs, who lost Tyreek. This is, I think, Patrick's first year without Tyreek, which I'm sure he's going to do fine, but I think it's going to be a tiny bit of an adjustment offensively. And then they lost Tyrant Matthew. They got Justin Rito, but yeah, I think those two are really close. And then I put the Raiders third because the Raiders made something out of nothing last year, and a lot of that had to do with Derek Carr. Out of everything that happened with them last year, um, John Gruden, he's a racist, sexist, and he's a homophobe. And, yeah, with that happening, Henry Ruggs, that whole situation, I think Damon Arnett, he got arrested last year, all that, and they still made the playoffs. And it still came down to, like, the final play in that playoff game, too. So, <clears throat> I think the Raiders are a really good team. I think Derek Carr, he has his best friend there, Devontae Adams now, Hunter Renfro, the best slot receiver in the league, I think. Yeah, that team's going to be it's, – it's going to be a sight to see for sure. And then the Broncos. I put them last because – I don't know. I just don't truly believe in that front seven all the way. I don't think they have playmakers on that line for real I mean there's Chubb is, is out there but outside of Chubb I don't know if they have any like 
playmakers on that line that can like get you a stop. Patrick Chertain's obviously in that secondary. That secondary is really good, but front seven, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. And then offensively, they obviously have Russ, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun. I know Tim Patrick is towards ACL, but offensively, they should be good. We have to see what Russ looks like second half of the season because it's always MVP Russ and then a little bit of a drop off. I just don't think the Broncos are. I think the Broncos are more of an obviously last team in that division. I think that's going to be my hot take. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I have the same rankings as you, but I flipped the last and first. I think that is going to be Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. And it's because I think that the Broncos have always been always been a quarterback away. Last year they won nine games with Drew Locke running Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Um, I think Russ is going to have them take that next step. And I do think that Russ has concerns about him in the second half of the season. But I think a lot of those concerns were due to the fact that he was running an archaic offense in Seattle. Uh, Pete Carroll is stuck in sure. 1960. Um, they don't have any creativity. They don't know how to use. They didn't know how to use DK a lot. Um, I, I think that Russ is going to have them take that next step from nine wins to maybe 12, 13 wins. Um, and next, I do have the Chiefs. I like what they did in the offseason. Sorry, I like what they did in the offseason, uh, replacing Tyree Kill's production with Sky Moore and Juju Smith. Um, I do think that they're going to step into that role nicely. And I think that it opens up more in the offense because Tyreek was kind of a um, a short field and then a deep field receiver. I think that Juju might be a better intermediate field receiver. Opens up across the middle for sure. Yeah, yeah. More, more opens up more of the field for Patrick Mahomes to work. And I like what they do on the defense overall. And their defense getting rid of Tyron Matthew, who's really overrated now. And I don't, I, I'm not gonna speak on that right now. But they replaced him with Justin Reed. Um, oh, another combo. Yeah, that's another combo. They replaced him with Justin Reed, and they got Trent McDuffie and Brian Cook in the first two rounds. And they got uh, George, I'm not pronouncing his last name, from Purdue in the first round. Uh, it's just a really good haul, a really good haul for losing Tyreek, losing your um, second best player. And they still have Travis Kelsey, obviously. And I just think that they re revamped their, their team very well, and they're going to finish second. The Raiders, the same thing they said about the Raiders. They have a really good offense, and they were treading water last year because a lot of their players got into some legal problems. Adding Devontae really helps that offense, not just to be one-dimensional. Having Waller help, healthy also helps that offense. So I think the trio of Waller, um, Devontae, and Hunter should take their offense next step. Their defense is, is my concern. Their secondary Definitely. specifically, uh, they have Secondary's some impact cooked. players. Yeah, they have some impact players in the secondary, but they just need to take the next step as a team. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so so and I have the Chargers last place. The Chargers uh, run defense is, is El Coco. It's, it's bad. It's just Chargers run defense is bad. It's really bad. And I think the Chargers run defense is bad, and they're um, it should improve though because they have Khalil Mack and Sebastian Day. And um, their offense is obviously already good. Their offense is already good, but I just don't see them finishing above maybe third at most, maybe winning 10 games at most. Uh, that might be a hard, hot take, but I do think Herbo is him. So, you know, he could be him and be the third best of the quarterback in the division at the same time. And so, that, yeah. I mean, this division's crazy. It's I wouldn't. Ridiculous. I wouldn't I would be surprised, surprised if I'm completely fucking wrong about yeah. the Broncos. I wouldn't but be surprised like, if anybody finished up, finished first in division, honestly. Yeah. I'd I mean, that, sure. yeah, that's one of those, like, I can't be mad if anyone finishes first. I think either one of these teams are due for, like, a just catch fire, like, four to five weeks, just kind of just dominate the league. And yeah, this division is definitely going to be very, very exciting to see. It's all four of these teams can make the playoffs. And it's crazy, like, if you look at the standings throughout the AFC, like, one of these motherfuckers can't make it, actually. Yeah, yeah, one like, of these teams like, is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, like, the Broncos, Chargers might not make it. Patriots, Dolphins, one of them can't make it. Like, it's, it's Bengals, crazy. Looking one, of the, one of the AFC North teams can't make it. Yeah, Bengals, Steelers, one of them can't make it. Like, it's crazy when you get down to those last few spots. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be very, very interesting to see. How very, very interesting. Though. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's it. I think that's, I think that's the last topic that we had. Uh, thank you guys for listening I today. Still-
we're gonna be we're gonna be back next week with the podcast. We're gonna upload some clips and some reels onto the internet. Any final words, Dion? The internet. It's onto <laughs> onto the, internet. the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, final words. Trey Lance is him. Brandon, you got that dog in him. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. Okay. Nick Bosa is. Uh, that might be ridiculous to say. Nick Bosa is the <laughs> second best, <laughs> the second best edge rusher behind Miles Garrett. Try to think about it for a second. Think, no, I had to think. I just want to say he's better than Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. but second best. He's the better Bosa for sure. Yep. Um, Niners will not let me down this year. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My my final words is that Deshaun Watson is going to hell. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. You're- Sorry, it's like a weirdo, bro. Sean Watson, if you're watching <laughs> so this for one day, weird. you're a sick yeah, man. And if you're some for some reason watching this, you're sick. You're a sick man. Repent. God is watching. Yeah, yeah. God is watching, my brother in Christ. <laughs> this is not in the Bible. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to the Football Podcast. I'm Jalen. I'm Dion. And we will see you next week.